0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 205 and we're launching our second batch of revisited episodes Uh, every couple of months we take another look at a game we covered back in like season one the baby days of remember the game when we had even less of an idea of what we were doing than we do now we started doing this on episode 105 and then we did it every 10 episodes after that and we're going to continue the tradition through the 200s at least because this week for remember the game number 205 we're taking another look at the game we covered way back on episode 14 WWF No Mercy for the Nintendo 64. And anyone that listens to this podcast with any regularity probably knows that this is absolutely one of my favorite video games of all time. It's the best wrestling game from the best wrestling era. One of the best times of my life. And it's just, it's on the doorstep of perfection. It's not quite there. I have a couple of minor criticisms. Plus, some of you probably remember the... There were copies that like wiped out your save files and stuff. It's pretty hard to give a game a perfect score when it does that. So it's not quite Mr. Perfect levels of perfect, but it's really fucking close. I love this stupid game so much. And uh, when I decided to do another batch of revisited episodes, I looked back on some more of the old games we haven't revisited yet. And there was like Link's Awakening, Super Mario Brothers 3, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, Chrono Trigger, Smash Bros. Melee... All great games to choose from, but no way in fuck I was doing any of them. Before my beloved diggity dog, WWF No Mercy. Uh, My pal Mark Majot makes his podcast debut this week. Mark is one of the hosts of the outstanding movie, comic, TV, nerd, culture podcast, MCTV. He's a very good dude. We've been talking about collaborating on podcasting for quite a while now. And we figured it was time to finally unite the brothers of podcasting. Much like the brothers of destruction in WWF No Mercy. And give you an episode that you'll hopefully... Never forget, and we'll get there in just a minute, because speaking of stuff that you'll hopefully never forget, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. (laughs) If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard, consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. You know what our intro is? It's the old WWF Raw opening, like thorn in your eye, and oh, anyone that grew up in that era, and Austin walking through the fucking warehouse, and the flaming garbage cans, and oh my gosh uh, so good but if you are if you are only here for no mercy talk if you want to skip the intro go about 30 minutes up the road and boom you'll hear the music and you'll be into the WWF no mercy talk I got to get my plugs out of the way because that's how we pay the bills we have merchandise hoodies t-shirts coffee mugs posters tank tops all kinds of stuff rocking incredible art drawn by my man Joe from 4545 creative.com you can check out all of our merchandise at remember the gamepodcast.com if you are interested we ship worldwide well we don't spring does we go with spring but either way uh that's the name of the company that makes it whatever you can check it out there if you want to is a great way to support the show and if you're like me and you're like i don't care for close i'm a bit of a nudist you can always just support us over on the old patreon box because for just two bucks a month you get two extra podcasts every week two extra podcasts a week for $2 a month. It's like 50 cents a week. Uh, you get exclusive access to my gaming news show Game Patch every Friday. Where I look at all the biggest news in modern video games. And I add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff in there. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday. And it's a different show each week. We do game rankings. We look back at characters, consoles. Uh, we do some comedy episodes. There's modern game reviews. This past week on Expansion Pass. Uh, our topic was in the hands of our patrons And the games I refuse to play ran away with the topic poll so once and for all i dug my heels in i went i went full bad guy villain and i just explained what games i'm never going to touch and why i will never touch them and as is becoming tradition during the intro here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass the games i refuse to play Sometimes I'll ask them like, yo, is there a game you really want to cover? Because if I can find a little bit of time to squeak it in, I'll do it because God knows they do me the favor of playing games for me to cover on the show. And uh, Mark McHugh in particular has been up my ass like a fucking hemorrhoid being like, "The hemorrhoids go up your ass? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mark McHugh has been up my ass about Persona. He's like, we got to do a Persona episode. We got to do a Persona episode. They're obnoxiously long. I've played Persona 4 Golden on my PS Vita. I actually really liked it. I probably put... 50 or 60 hours into it though And then I looked it up And I was like I'm still only like Halfway through And I was like Nay nay That's enough I miss like this You don't fucking take 100 hours Of my fucking time That's not Especially not for a goddamn RPG So the reason we haven't Covered Persona 4 Golden On the show Is because I didn't get Far enough into it To do a whole episode About it And I'm never playing A Persona game again Not because I think They're bad But because they're just Too fucking long It's I can't eat it I can't eat that much I can't do it So that's now available in our archives. And this week for Expansion Pass number 118, uh, I went with the runner-up from that topic poll because it's a topic that I've wanted to cover on Expansion Pass for quite a while now. It's our gaming guilty pleasures. You know those games you don't want people to know that you play, or maybe the game you know sucks that you shouldn't be supporting, but you just can't walk away from anyways. It's it's guilty pleasures. I, I think it's going to be fun. I actually have already recorded it because I'm going away on... Actually, as you're hearing this, I'm away on holidays but I have all the episodes pre-recorded. I think it made for a fun podcast, so that's available now if you're interested. Again, two bucks gets you two additional shows every week, plus instant access to about 200 archived episodes. Plus, you can uh, join our Remember the Game Discord, which is growing like a fucking weed. You get a chance to vote in our Patreon poll at the beginning of every month, which is actually running right now. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, and you're going to get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons. There's a lot of them, and I'm going to screw... Some some of these up bad. Kimo Sabe, Halifax Highlander, Dougie Fresh, Cameron Chase, Big, aw, did you, I hope you guys didn't just hear that. I forgot to turn my sound notifications off on my computer. So if you heard that, I apologize. Uh, I apologize. Dougie Fresh, Cameron Chase, Big Hebrew, Nutsack 69, 420, fucking love that. Hitchy Poo, Ryan Fagin, Christopher, Skylar Baird, Daniel Matthews, Bryn Hughes, Suplex Sunny, Calvin Sixing Liu, Darth Brooks, Flynn Birchfield, Carrie Chicaro, Chikor- Christian Jimenez, Pinto Mint, Super Swede Joachim. Dude, I'm so bad at this. Super Swede Joakim, Tyler hetty Alex Pete, Clayton Fuller, Brian from the Tone Jerks podcast, Vincent Juno, Matthew Petroni, Will Zedier. I don't know if this one's Ian or Len, because I don't know if it's a lowercase L or an uppercase I. So Ian or Len and Joel McKinnon. And if I fucked up your names in there, wear it as a badge of honor. I only mispronounce the names of the people I really like. Or... Maybe I just suck at this job. Either way, thank you all so much for the support. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. And please don't forget to wrap up the sales pitch. 5% of our Patreon every month is being added to a pool, and it's going to be donated to my Remember the Children 24-hour charity stream at the end of the year for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. We're over $1,200 raised, and we still have half a year to go. So you get a ton of extra podcasts, you help me out, and we donate some money to charity. It's wins all around. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game if you're interested. And you can find me on Twitch. I will warn you I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks, but just throw me a follow over there, and then it'll tell you when I'm online, and you can come by and look at my stupid face. Twitch.tv slash memberthegame if you're interested. All right? There you go. That's all your plugs. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always, and we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge.
1: He blows all right. He blows big time.
0: That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is GC freak 898 who wrote in and said, Hey Adam, how's that PlayStation 2 working out for you, and how do you have it hooked up? So if you don't know, I'm currently playing the original Ratchet & Clank for uh, an upcoming episode of Remember the Game, because it won June's Patreon poll, and I have a backwards compatible PS3, but I put the, the PS2 version of Ratchet & Clank in it, and it just chugged, like the frame rate was, all, like, it was almost unplayable. And I was like, what the fuck? Because I've played lots of PS2 games on my PS3 and never had a problem. And then I looked it up and it turns out there's just the odd old school like PS2 game that doesn't run well on the backwards compatible PS3. And unfortunately, Ratchet and Clank is one of them. So I picked up a PS2 Slim off of Kijiji, which I don't, apparently not everybody has Kijiji. I've brought that up and some people are like, what's Kijiji? That's it's like Craigslist. It's like a buy and sell site. So I picked a a cheap PS2 slim up on there and it is run like it's run silky smooth. I'm almost done Ratchet and Clank. It's fucking awesome, by the way. And uh, it's run great. So if you're wondering how I have it hooked up, I actually bought uh, an adapter. What are those? What are the red, white and yellow cables? I think those are AV cables. If I'm using the wrong terms, fucking yell at me. I don't care. But anyway, uh, I bought this adapter a while back and it was cheap. I got off Amazon for like 20 bucks and it has an input for those red, white and yellow AV cables and then an output of HDMI. And uh, I just use use it for my GameCube, I use it for my Nintendo 64, and now I use it for my PlayStation 2. And uh, I can stream off of it, it goes onto a 4K monitor. It's not perfect, it's a little fuzzy, but for the price, it works really, really well. So, uh, good investment, I think. Just in case I run into any more issues with this PS3, I got a PS2 for backup now. I went from, I'm not collecting old games, to being like, now I've got a 64, a GameCube, a PS2, a PS3. Fucking throw them on the pile, why the fuck not? But it's working good. Uh, and speaking of using uh, retro games on modern TVs, my left nut wrote in and said, "Hi Adam, what kind of TV do you use for gaming? Does it have a CRT, aka tube TV? Is it LCD or is it an OLED display? Or do you use different types of TV for retro versus modern consoles?" Thanks for all the podcasts. Uh, thanks for listening, left nut. I maybe this is gonna drive some people crazy. Um, I just use I have a I have a four K monitor and I just play everything on it. Um, every system I just rambled off. So like, cause I, most of my retro stuff, I either play off of like the switch online or backwards compatible on my PS three or old school Xbox games. Um, but I just have a 4k monitor and I've got My PS5, my Xbox Series X, my Nintendo Switch, my backwards compatible PS3, my GameCube, my Nintendo 64, my PS2. And then I have classic consoles for the NES, SNES, PlayStation, and Genesis, which may or may not have been hacked. And all of them just feed into a giant Switch that goes into a capture card. And then the capture card goes out into my 4K monitor. And I just play everything on there. And some of the old school stuff, like my GameCube, my PS2 they look a little fuzzy on the monitor but it's actually i don't know maybe it's because it's a small monitor compared to like a giant 60 inch tv uh i don't think they look that bad they're a little bit blurry but like i've heard people talk about how retro stuff looks like shit on um modern monitors and stuff and uh, i haven't had that problem i think it looks pretty decent so i just play everything on that because i i don't have room in here for a whole bunch of old tvs and stuff and like to me as long as i can see it and i can play it i'm good i don't it's, that's all that matters to me like ideally yeah i would love to have like an old crt tv to hook this shit up to and stuff but limited real estate in here uh, I, it works on the monitor it works just fine uh, MC Accio wrote in and said, Hey, Blank, after listening to the last episode of your smash hit, Remember the Game, a question arose from my fried brain. Everyone brings up the Wii, the PS2, and so on, but what about Flash games? I remember loving computer class only to hop on Netscape and go on miniclip and Funbrain to play games like Redbeard and Mighty Guy. I was wondering if you had a similar experience growing up. I also wanted to ask if you would ever cover Flash games in general on Remember the Game or Expansion Pass if you haven't already. Keep doing a great job, King. Oh, that's nice. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with flash games. I, so I don't entirely <laughs> You're all gonna fucking be like, ah, blah, 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 blah. I don't entirely know what flash games are. I think I do, but like I'm I. So by the time I even really had the internet at school, I was in like junior high and high school, and the only thing I really played with that was we used to download ROMs until the school got mad at us, and we weren't allowed to do it anymore. I used to play games like, um, I mean we've covered some of them, Dino Park Tycoon. Uh, Oregon Trail. Um, somebody mentioned in the comments, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. I couldn't squeeze you in. Somebody mentioned the Incredible Machine or something. We used to play something like that, but I don't think I played. Like I don't, I don't recognize Mini Clip or Funbrain at all. So I don't think I. Oh wait, I go. Oh wait. Okay, so we'd hop on Netscape and go on Mini Clip and funbrain to play games like Red Beard and Mighty Guy. Yeah, I gotta say that none of those ring a bell to me at all so i don't think i played any of those so i'm not gonna say we'll never cover flash games but i don't think i really have any experience with them so i wouldn't expect us to cover them anytime soon maybe that's not the answer you guys were looking for i've pretty well exhausted my place or my computer like between dino park tycoon roller coaster tycoon oregon trail i mean maybe doom i guess is and we've covered doom i i think I think I've covered pretty well every PC game that I know well enough to do an episode about, with the exception of, like, maybe Minesweeper. And I don't know if I can handle a full podcast of Minesweeper. I don't think there's anything else on PC that I've played enough from any generation to carry an episode about. So for all of you people looking for more PC episodes, I hate to burst your bubble, but I don't think I can do any more of them because I don't have any more experience maybe maniac mansion but i played that on the nes i didn't play it on pc anyways uh thanks for writing in mc they call me badger wrote in and said since this is a wrestling episode i feel inspired to let wrestling fans from the ruthless aggression era know that jbl jbl might not have been the wwe champion we wanted but he was most definitely the one we needed i just quickly want to say we won't spend this whole intro talking wrestling but yeah like i fucking i love heels which are the bad guys in wrestling, I fucking despise JBL because he just seems like the world's biggest piece of shit, not on camera, but away. Like all the stories of him being a fucking asshole in the locker room and stuff like that. But looking back on it, I do agree with you Badger. What a phenomenal heel. What a great sack of shit. And like, ah, what a great foil for like Eddie Guerrero and stuff. I fucking hate JBL, but that was his job was to make you fucking hate him. And Joey Styles beat him up, so fuck him. Uh, And Velius, I don't know how to say that fucking name, and you've even told me, and I don't remember. Velius, the Velius, Velius, the devil. I don't know. Wrote in and said wrestling used to be a huge thing in my family when I was a kid. Specifically, the WWF. Every time there was a Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, or any of the big events, my whole family would get together and have barbecues. These are some of my best memories with my family. I'll never forget when Yokozuna killed the Undertaker and he rose from the dead, or when Lex Luger body slammed Yokozuna on that Battleship. I fell out of love with wrestling when it started to become more obviously scripted, but I'll always cherish those memories with my family did your whole family love wrestling like mine or was it more of just a you thing cheers uh unfortunately it was mostly me my my dad used to make fun of me <laughs> for watching wrestling and my mom didn't really care my little brother watched it with me occasionally but that was mostly a me thing uh i wish i wish my whole family had watched it i would have loved to watch it with my family but i was never able to order the pay-per-views because we couldn't afford it when i got a little bit older and i had a job i used to like go out to like restaurants and eat with my friends to watch the pay-per-views but i i don't think i watched i think I think WrestleMania 14 was the first pay-per-view I watched live. I like, on, like not in person, but like live on pay-per-view. I think it was the first one because that was the first time I had money or I could go out and watch it and like order some food at a restaurant and sit there and watch the pay-per-view. I wish my family had been into it though. Uh, a couple more. No more wrestling, I promise. Until WWF No Mercy anyway. Uh, John M. Watkins wrote in and said, If Remember the Game Industries was a video game with you as the protagonist, who would be the antagonist? I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about this, John. And I think my first thought is to run a sinister six style villains and the villains would be echo the dolphin Mallow from super mario rpg big the cat kate sith or whatever the fuck that thing's name is from final fantasy 7 that weird chef quinoa thing from final fantasy 9 and the sega saturn that would be the enemies and like sega saturn would be the leader of the sinister saturn 6 uh or it would be dark side phil the fucking streamer because i hate that fucking guy Th- that would be my enemies Uh, And the 16-bit Big Boss wrote in and said, In an earlier episode, you mentioned that the only person in the Remember the Game Hall of Fame was Bubsy. But in the Mario Tennis episode, you said it's just Waluigi. What did Bubsy do to get kicked out? Bubsy didn't do anything to get kicked out. It's just much like the rest of the gaming world. Sometimes we forget that he's around. That's all it is. I love Bubsy. And finally it's letter time it's letter time zoidberg jesus 17 wrote in and said hey adam did you hear about the guy who bought forty thousand dollars worth of nintendo stock he apparently bought it so he could attend a shareholders meeting and ask about game remakes including f-zero if you were in his shoes what games would you have asked about about why they haven't been remade yet uh for the record a ton we're gonna get into this story on game patch this week um but a ton of people tagged me in this story and we're like yo did you see this yo was this you for the record it was not me but if i had forty thousand dollars to blow i'd like to think i would spend it on something as cool as this uh if i was that person f-zero is the first game that i would have asked nintendo about i love it i think there's such like i mean like it's not like he just wasted forty thousand dollars like it's not like he spent it to get into this meeting like he bought stock he can sell the stock and either make or lose money or whatever like it's not like he's just out 40 grand I still think it's fucking sick though uh f-zero is definitely one of the ones I would ask about punch out is another one that I would ask about I know some of you would probably be like ask about Starbucks for us I don't really like Starbucks, so I don't think I would ask about Starbucks. uh I would put their balls to the fire and be like where the fuck is my new donkey kong game and I think I would be like where in the fuck is mother three and I know exactly where mother three is I've talked to I've talked about this before because I've played Mother 3. There are characters in that game that are critical to the plot that I think Nintendo's worried about potential backlash um, for releasing. So I don't think they're ever going to release that game. But I would still put them on the spot and be like, where the fuck is Mother 3? Also, I would tell them, give us GameCube games. I don't think they're ever going to put GameCube games on Nintendo Online. But like just sell them to us. People will pay 20 bucks. For fucking GameCube games on the Switch, put those GameCube games on there, and then finally I would be like, why can't I get me no Tang around here? And another thing, and then I would flush a toilet. And shout out to anyone that gets that reference. Um, thank you for writing in Zoidberg. I love that that F. I fucking love that F Zero story. And you know what? Thank you to all of you that tagged me in the F Zero story asking if it was me. I <laughs> that warms my heart that my passion for Mario or for F Zero. Uh, is known throughout the remember the game industries ecosystem that warm that just makes me feel good so uh thanks to everybody that wrote in this week i appreciate it as always let's change things up and let's get into our smash hit segment the official game show of remember the game industries play one remake one erase one And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever and as always there are no wrong answers but there is a right one we'll get to it in just a minute because we're talking wrestling this week particularly 90s wrestling with wwf no mercy so i went with three more wrestling titles we have wwf smackdown for the playstation wwf attitude for playstation and nintendo 64 and wwf wrestlemania the arcade game which some people shit on but i actually thought it was pretty fun 40 percent of you said you would play smackdown remake attitude and erase wrestlemania the arcade game uh that is not the right answer let me see what a few of you had to say here and then i'll tell you what the correct answer was curtis who spells it with a k by the way and i'll point out why i fucking pointed that out in a second curtis with a k wrote in and said wrestling is fake did you know that blank oh well you're on double secret fucking probation did you know that curtis with a fucking k you dink get the fuck out of my house Little Bunny fufu 89 wrote in and said, This is a rough one because I want to erase Attitude and WrestleMania, the arcade game. They're both really bad disappointments from my childhood, and I wish I could erase those memories. But if I have to play by the rules, I'll play SmackDown. I'm sure it's dated and a little archaic now since... Uh It was by the time Here Come the Pain came out, but it's the only good game in the bunch and I have some good memories of it. I'll remake Attitude. That roster with WWE 2K22's engine would be amazing. I'll erase WrestleMania. Seriously, what were they thinking? Try it and you'll see. Even worse that they made a sequel in your house on PlayStation 1 that I got as a present. It's not better, in case you were wondering. Listen, I gotta say, a lot of people dunked on WrestleMania, the arcade game, on this uh, edition of play one, remake one, erase one, as you're about to hear, it's not that bad. I don't think it's that. I think it's better than Attitude. And I loved Attitude as a kid, but Attitude fucking sucks. And if you don't remember, try playing it now. Outside of the roster, there's nothing good about that fucking game. Nothing. Badfish wrote in and said, Yo, so erase Smackdown, play Attitude, remake the oldie. I'm sorry to erase Smackdown, but I never played it, and I can't in good mind erase Attitude. I'm an 80s baby, so I remember playing that old game, and damn it, I would love to see it remade. Oh, my God. No, dude. Fuck it. Oh, fuck. I hate attitude. Like I. Oh, fuck. Well, I'll, I'll explain my answer in a minute. Shaw one wrote in and said, easy. Play Smackdown because that game is still amazing today. Remake WrestleMania because in its own way, it's quite fun. And I'd love to see more characters in it. And erase WWF attitude because fuck that game and Ahmed Johnson. He was a bastard to fight. So much rage playing against him. I love that you erase that game, not because it sucks, but because Ahmed Johnson owned your ass in it. You're all right. It's the only one of the three with Ahmed in it. So I guess if you're anti Ahmed Johnson, and a lot of people are, that's sound logic. Fair enough. Tim C., Wrote it and said, wow, I don't normally comment and I love to just listen, but this one touched a chord deep inside me. I'll play Attitude. All I have to do is pull out the old PS1 memory card from storage and my creator wrestler that is a cross between Val Venus and Rick Rude with the Intercontinental title and thousands of screaming ladies will be ready to rock. Remake WrestleMania. This cabinet has to be on the OG shortlist of arcade must-haves. So many quarters dropped in this guy. I could be Doink the Clown. Oh, so I could be Doink the Clown and do nothing but try to get my brother jumping pile drivers. My remake would include adding more wrestlers. Otherwise, it's perfect as it is. Sorry, SmackDown. You get deleted because the other two have me covered and smiling. See, and I don't beef with that. If you have the nostalgic attachment, I get it. And yeah, yeah, Doink the Clown. How do you not love a game with Doink the fucking Clown in it? And Jerry Robinson wrote in and said, Been a long time since I've done this, but I'd love Attitude, so I'll keep it as it is. Remake WrestleMania because of nostalgia with most wrestlers during being from my time. Get rid of SmackDown. I played it a few times and it wasn't good just bring it was a lot better as well as here comes the pain of course they were but i dude all i think all i mean i'm not gonna say all three of these games are good because i think attitude sucks wrestlemania was rough around the edges smackdown was a good game i liked smackdown i'm going with the runner-up order this week 20% of you voted the same way I did including Blaine the hoagie man who said I'd play Smackdown because I used to play the hell out of it I'm sure it would hold up today I'll re-break WrestleMania the arcade game because arcade style wrestling games are the best just update the graphics and add more to the roster and I'll erase attitude it's just not as good as the Smackdown series so it's got to go see I agree with your logic but you weren't as nice about it as me I'm gonna play Smackdown because I think it's the most enjoyable of the three and I don't give a fuck what you say the career mode in that game with the rankings and the title histories and stuff was fire. I loved WWF SmackDown. I played the shit out of that game. I'm gonna remake WrestleMania the Arcade game because I think it was a really cool idea, and I still think it looks great today. I love like the Undertaker throwing punches with his glowing fist and hitting people with the tombstone, an actual tombstone and stuff like that. I I liked WrestleMania the Arcade game, so I would remake it and just make it like less shitty, but keep it looking like it did because I think it was sick. Imagine like John Cena and you could like pull out a chain and hit somebody with it, and oh fucking that'd be ridiculous. Uh, and then I'm gonna race WWF Attitude because I loved it back in its day. But aside from its massive roster, it fucking sucked. I played WWF Attitude uh, until WWF WrestleMania 2000 came out, which was basically like the prequel to No Mercy. Because at that point, these games were being made for WCW. And I loved like, WCW and w World Tour and Revenge, but I wanted the WWF wrestlers. So I played Attitude for the sake of having my hands on the WWF roster. But then once I got my hands on WrestleMania 2000, I was like, I'm never touching WWF Attitude again. Fucking fuck that game. Fucking sucked. Uh, the only thing I remember about Attitude was before each match the wrestlers would stand there and look at each other and triple h always had a line and it was uh Something like, tell your girlfriend I left my watch on her nightstand. And I always thought it was, like, such a funny thing to say. And then we'd just walk around like robots and try to put moves in and they wouldn't fucking work. And Anyway, so I had a race attitude. Thank you to everyone that wrote in and played this week, as always. What have I been up to over the last seven days? And then we'll get into WWF No Mercy. Uh, I've already told you, but I'm playing Ratchet & Clank, the original PlayStation 2 game, uh, to get ready for an episode of this. I've only ever played the modern Ratchet & Clank uh like the remake or whatever it is on on ps4 and then ratchet and clank rift apart on ps5 i loved both of them and uh, i'm really enjoying the original it, it shows its age when you've played the modern ones first but that's not its fault i like the ratchet and clank series and ratchet's awesome actually clank i like clank even better i think but i like them both so i'm really enjoying that um i played a little bit of silent hill 3 and then benched it because i was like i can't do it and ratchet and clank so uh silent hill 3 is next up on my list i'll go back to it once i'm done ratchet and then uh, I've been, I'm have been i a little ashamed of it, but I've been, I've been playing a little bit of Slay the Spire when I just want to relax at night. And I've been playing a little bit of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remakes when I just need a break from Ratchet and & Clank. And uh, those fucking remakes are really good. I might actually do an expansion pass review of the Tony Hawk remakes sometime this summer when I'm done them. Because they're, holy fuck, they're good. And now I'm more mad that we didn't get the three and four remakes, but... I digress. That's a different topic for a different show. Let's talk WWF No Mercy. That's why you kids are here. I like to give our listeners a chance to sound off about the game we're talking about talking about before my guest and I hogged the spotlight. Nutsack69420 wrote in and said, the best wrestling game, period. I would spend hours creating characters. I would create a new member of DX who was part Triple H and part Jeff Hardy. Every move would be a finisher. Suck it. I fucking that warms my heart. I love that. DJ olsh wrote in and said this was in constant rotation of my games that stayed in my system when I was at my friends or when when it was my friends and I playing one of which I know you'll never cover Holy fuck. I got to reread this. This was in constant rotation of my games that stayed in my system when it was my friends and I playing one of which I know you'll never cover being Rush to extreme racing. We had golden eye perfect dark and we had WWF no mercy. The memories run deep for this game and the friendships ruined and then made up with because of this game. Ah, so many good times. Yeah, like I've said it many times my my favorite gaming memories ever are playing WWF no mercy multiplayer with my friends my favorite wrestling or my favorite video game memories ever Or playing No Mercy with my friends. I hold this game in that high of esteem. So much fun. Uh, Miloshki, I hope I said that right, said the original podcast for this game was how I first discovered Remember the Game. Some of my favorite memories stem from this and all of the THQ Akai Nintendo 64 wrestling games. My friends and I would get together for every Raw and pay-per-view. We'd trampoline wrestle and, of course, play these games. We'd set up our own pay-per-views, our own titles, and we even had a cardboard version of our belt that we'd write the champs' names on. We're all older now with families, but we still try to get together a couple times a year, play guitars, and break out the Nintendo 64 and put a few titles on the line. Dude, how many people didn't, like, Mark did it My guest this week I used to do that My friends had like Wrestling leagues And championships We kept track of And everything It was just People that grew up After late 90s Pro wrestling I get that like The ruthless aggression era Was incredible But you just don't know How good we had it Being in high school During the attitude era Was just Fucking magical Uh, Dylan Van Winkle Wrote in and said This game Absolutely fucked I'm only 21 So I definitely Shouldn't have grown up With the 64 But boy am I glad I did Some of my fondest Memories as a child Are sitting down And playing Mario 64 Mario Party And yes WWF no mercy the game was fucking awesome picking stone cold and stomping an absolute mud hole through the rocks chest was the highlight of some of my days as a kid Like I said, I wasn't supposed to grow up with a 64, but I wouldn't have had it any other way That warms my heart as well dylan. Listen, we got so many comments about WWF no mercy. I fucking love it I can't read them all but anyone that grew up playing it and loving wrestling just you know what's up You get I get it. You get it. We all get it Fucking WWF No Mercy. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. Let's do it. Let's talk No Mercy. You can hear the smile in my face. This game means so goddamn much to me. I am going to queue up some WWF No Mercy music. And when it stops, my pal Mark Majot and I are going to take another look at the iconic WWF No Mercy, which originally released in North America on the Nintendo 64 with a game, A Racing Glitch, which we'll talk about on November 13th, 2000. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Crash Plan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. Crash Plan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to crashplancom RTG for 50% off your first year of Crash Plan. That's crashplancom RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with Crash Plan. Oh, <laughs> Okay, uh, joining me via the blank phone this week for the first of our second run of revisited episodes because we've already done this. You guys know why we're revisiting stuff because the early episodes suck. Uh, Is a newcomer to the show, but a good friend of mine, great fucking guy here in the city of Edmonton, it's my man, Mark Majot. Mark, what's going on, buddy? How
1: are you? Adam, this is fantastic. I'm doing well. When I got the call to do not only this podcast, but this game, I was so fired up. When you texted me about doing this, I fired back that No Mercy is locked and loaded in my Nintendo, in my office, about six feet from me right now. (laughs) So I didn't even have to revisit it, man. Like, I still jumped into this game probably more than I should, especially when I have, like, a PS5 downstairs. I'm still hooked on this game and this console really like i'm excited to jump into this conversation
0: i love that yeah because you're right like you and i have been talking about hooking up for an episode for a while and mm-hmm. just the stars haven't aligned and then i was like i know i'm revisiting no more this dude as soon as we hit episode 200 and i knew i was doing another run of revisited i was like no mercy is the first one i'm going to because long time <laughs> listeners of this podcast know that like it's uh, the love the admiration I have for this game is almost unparalleled like I some of my favorite memories are of this game and I knew you were going to be the guy right away but when I text you and like yeah within seconds you send me a picture so I know you didn't like run and set it up like within seconds you're just like yes it's right here I was like fucking a mark you know what's up yeah dude It
1: was a sign from the universe that this was meant to be. Oh, buddy.
0: And it's great that you say that, like, you have a PS5 downstairs, but you still go to this, because, like, I get it. And I think a lot of our listeners get it. Listen, I love modern games as much as the next person. I play them all the time. They're great. But, like, there's something about, like, I love all retro games, good and bad. There's just something about, I assume it's the way movie buffs feel about old movies and stuff. Like, I'm not a movie guy, but I get, there's just something special about those old you know, like old VHS tapes from the eighties and seventies and whatever. I don't know what, when they came out, I don't fucking know. I don't yeah. Know movies. And
1: it's, especially this console, because like growing up, we were always like a PlayStation family. Yeah. And I feel like the Nintendo consoles, especially like with no mercy, revenge, all those games. And I grew up a huge wrestling. So I'm a big wrestling fan. Yeah. I feel like PlayStation didn't really have good wrestling titles no so this was always a game we go right rent- like this is peak i was like 12 years old when this game came out so this is peak like sleep over at a buddy's house play for hours hours and hours the n64 was such a like a foreign concept to me just seeing a thing with four controller ports at the yes. front, like this weird three pronged like, what the hell is this yeah and like- then you quickly pick it up and yeah like wrestling for n64 it's hard to believe how fun those games were and they still play so well 25 years later
0: yeah they're unparalleled like i have never Mm -hmm. hidden the fact that like i'm a nintendo fanboy but the nintendo 64 and i have never been best friends like i like (laughs) outside of multiplayer i can live without the nintendo 64 Mm -hmm. but it's maybe and i've said it countless times on the show for my money it may be my favorite multiplayer system of all time and sure there's the mario karts and there's the mario parties and there's the golden eyes and there's the stuff like that but you're right it's it's as I know you and I are both massive wrestling fans, and I and mm-hmm. I don't hate the SmackDown games on the original yep. PlayStation, but like I, dude, I think most old school wrestling fans will agree that like the 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 quartet of WCW NWO World Tour, Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, and WWF No Mercy is just. Like, it's un- untouchable. And to this day, like, I, listen, I've been playing WWE 2K22, and it's actually pretty good. Like, it's it's a, yeah. a semi-return to form for WWE, which is great. But I'm like, it's it's unbelievable to me that a game that's 22 years old is still better. And I don't care what all of you listening right now say. Anyone that's like it slows down when you're four players in the ladder matches and I'm like fucking right it does and it's so much fun <laughs> that I don't even care that it slows down. This game is is legendary like oh my god. I could like I'm it's funny you said you were 12 when this came out is that what you said you were 12 yeah. oh yeah. see that makes me feel old as shit because i was 17 <laughs> but like but still though like i get it like i've told the stories countless times my friends and i we would backyard wrestle all weekend during the day and film it and then go back to our houses and watch the backyard wrestling videos and then just play no mercy and just play yeah. it and just play it and we'd run our own federation to keep track of our own titles and mm-hmm. The thing about WWF No Mercy, I think that makes it so special, is not only is it the the most advanced of that, like each of like that those four wrestling games are almost like that evolution poster, like from yeah. World Tour up to No Mercy, and No Mercy is obviously the best of the four, but it's also like it it's the best wrestling game from arguably the best era of professional wrestling at a time when so many of us were in that 12 to 18 year old junior high to high school age. And it's just like, it's just that perfect formula that'll probably never be recreated again.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was playing the other day, I was doing a Royal rumble and just the surprise of who's coming next. Like I've obviously played this game a ton. There's no surprises, but you are reminded like, Oh yeah, this, this is a weird time for WWE where there's, like big boss man and steve austin and like yeah. the rock is on the cover and like triple h this is such it's such a snapshot of just to me just reminds me of being a kid you know yeah. everything in life was great and you're right like the era the roster i think one of the reasons why i think the legacy of these games is so good is the controls are just perfect, perfect. you could not create a better setup for the controls the finishers the taunts it is simple but it's not super simple like those old playstation games do you remember wwf Warzone? oh god yes I- like it was what <laughs> it was like a 12 key to do a to a proper finisher and that's yeah. kind of why you want to play these games right you want to give stunners rock bottoms all that stuff yeah whereas this it's so simple like it's funny the muscle memory that picks up when you don't play this game for a long time you still know when your spirit bar is flashing red. Like, oh, I just got to taunt him once and then I got him and the match is over. Like, it's such... It's set up that you can play for eight hours in a row or you can just play for 20 minutes and the fun level doesn't dip. It is... That's my favorite part about this game.
0: Yeah, I love that, like, it's... Cause man, you brought fuck, fucking Warzone. Fuck me. I remember when that game came <laughs> out, and like I was so stoked just because it was next gen wrestling, and like yeah. Stone Cold was in it, and Bret, and you know, you know, like, and like it was rad until I played WCW NWO World Tour, and then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, never mind. This fucking sucks. Like this is so much better. Yes. And it's, I think it's like, like I think everyone looks at WCW NWO Revenge with such high regard, not only because it plays well and it, and it looks great, but like that was WCW at its peak. Like Goldberg, the, yes, NWO, the Wolfpack, Ravens Flock, all that. And this was WWE, WWF, whatever, at its peak. But you're right. It's yeah. not just that the roster is so stacked. It's just, I, there are a few games today where I'm like, they found a way to make a control scheme that is so simple to learn. It's, I don't want to say it's difficult to master because you can master it. But like, if I know how to play this and you don't, I'll massacre you. But if we both (laughs) know how to play it at a semi-high level, you can pick any wrestler in the game versus any wrestler in the game and just have a clinic. And it's so much of it to me is like the controls are perfect, but that attitude bar, like to me, this is when they really locked it in because it it feels, fuck me, it feels so, if you've never played this game, you have this, you don't have like a health bar on the screen or anything. You literally just have this like momentum bar called your attitude Mm -hmm. meter and when you're getting your ass kicked it goes down to like a darker and darker shade of blue and it beats really slow and it's but then when you're winning it starts picking up really fast and it gets to red and it's flashing really quick and then that's how you activate your special meter you could do your special and stuff like that but like when you're winning and then someone turns it around on you it feels so fucking cheap how fast that meter switches and goes back and forth oh, but at the same time like it- it's it's almost un Undescribable how perfectly it, it mimics professional wrestling like that's, the, the class i was just
1: gonna say yeah it feels exactly like you're watching a match would like you feel like it was scripted out in front of you like you get your special and then if someone can actually reverse your special you're like oh my god what what is absolutely happening and it's so funny you mentioned too when you know when two people are playing and they know how to play it it becomes like this Dave Meltzer eight star match yeah because there's counters my my buddy and I always joke about once we figured out how to do the low blows once you get knocked down and oh. you hold the right bumper it hit like we would both get knocked down and we would crouch waiting for the other guy to come to us yeah like it, we built all these there's storylines that happen within a match and again it seems like we're talking about some newfound AI that they have in these next gen like no this was on N64 this was on a cartridge game that had so much depth to what seemingly like a flat story. It's so much effort you could tell what went, went into these types of games.
0: Yeah, it's insane. And it's like, like you said, like, dude, you could pick this game. If you've never played it, you could pick this game up and in 15 minutes, you've learned the basic controls and you can play and mm-hmm. you can have a good time. But like, yeah. All of you that listen to the show with any regularity know that like I don't I, I adore like I really look up to high end fighting game players, but I can't be one of you. I'm not good. Yeah, I don't get it. This is as close to like high high end fighting game as I can get. And Mark's right. The fucking strategy that can go into this game <laughs> and working your meter. And I love the fact that like you can be getting just annihilated by your opponent and your attitude meter is down to practically nothing and you know that all it takes is one reversal or one right place low blow and then run away a couple of taunts get a couple of moves in and the game it's like the game just knows okay like the this is a wrestling term for you wrestling fans but like oh the the baby face is in its comeback right now trigger the attitude and bring it back up for them and stuff like that and you never feel out of a match which just keeps you so involved with it and it's just Oh, like, and then like you said, dude. Not only that, but just B is punch, A is grapple, and you can do a light yeah. grapple or a hard grapple. Once you're in the grapple, pick a direction, hit the button, and you'll do a move. Like it's so simple and elegant. Elegant is the word for the controls of this game. It's just, and I don't know what it is. Like I've played so many wrestling games. I played all the SmackDown games. I play a lot of the WWE games. I play Fire Pro Wrestling, which I I fucking love. Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh really? Okay. But like. I don't know if any of them stack up to this. And this is my least favorite controller ever. (laughs) I hate the Nintendo 64 controller, but these guys just cracked the code and made it work so perfectly. And we haven't even gotten into the roster or the modes or anything, but that's all window dressing. Like to me, all that is great. But if your game plays like shit, none of it matters.
1: Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned the the, uh, controller. To me, just always made me laugh picking the N64 for the third time, for the first time, excuse me. Well, there's three handles and like, I don't know, I have two hands. This just made it simple. Like, no, just hold it like a normal controller. Don't worry about that thing down the middle. This is like an old school classic. Here's your D pad. Here's your C up, down, all those. Like they just a simple way of moving your left hand slightly over to the left, I guess, move it over. was just a stroke of brilliance. And, you know, you can still use, uh, the, the joystick that's for taunting and everything, but yeah, it's handled so well and it's simple. Yeah. And that's what I think what I like the most about it. And one thing too, you mentioned how like going back and forth to strategy, man, the first time my buddy Dave did my finisher to me, <laughs> that, that was one of the most like jarry experiences of, of my adolescence. When I saw the rock give a stone cold stunner, I'm like, what in the hell is happening right now? Little things like that. I still do when I fire up. I always love seeing big guys do little guys finishers and kind of vice versa. But just small little things like that, no two matches feel the same.
0: No, being able to steal your opponent's taunt too. Oh, my well, God. We used to do that so much. And you like when you were the one getting your ass kicked and then, like, I, listen, wrestling fans that are listening to this are going to just shit all over me for this, but, like, I'm a huge Scotty Too Hottie mark. I don't even care. <laughs> Make fun of me. I don't give a shit. If you don't know who Scotty Too Hottie is, I'm begging you, just YouTube Scotty Too Hottie worm and you'll see why I love the man so much. And, like, he was one of my go-tos in this game and he does the worm, the dance move. And my mm-hmm. friends and, like, there is nothing more infuriating than when I was getting my ass kicked by someone who's playing as like fucking the undertaker or something. And then they would do the worm and I would get so mad, but it was just, that was part of the genius. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. like I have such a
0: smile on my face right now. I fucking, Oh my God. I love
1: this game. Um, Yeah. It's so much fun, man. So much fun.
0: Now I wanted to ask you, I want to go with the roster before we get into the the modes Mm -hmm. and stuff. Everyone that knows wrestling from this era knows it. Like, I will listen to an argument that the Ruthless Aggression era of the early 2000s was a better wrestling era than Attitude as far as the in-ring wrestling goes. But like, as someone that was in high school during the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude era and everything, this will always be the peak of professional wrestling to me. So I'm just curious, like, this is my favorite roster in a game ever, outside of, like, some of the more modern WWE games where they Mm -hmm. took all the Hall of Famers and put them in with everybody and stuff like that. For, like, a basic roster, this is my favorite. I'm just curious, because you're a little bit younger than me. Is this this the era for you, or is it Ruthless Aggression, or is it something else?
1: No, it's it's this and maybe a little bit after. So this is... Was WCW still kicking during this era?
0: I think... yeah, I think they I folded think so. right around now. Like, I think it was yeah, like 2001 they fold, I think. So
1: I I like this era, speaking of this game, just because you have like some of the better WCW wrestlers that are in this game, right? You have like your your Chris Jericho's, you have your Chris Benoit's, you have kind of those types of people. You don't quite have the Goldbergs, the Nash's of those guys yet. So around, kind of like a three or four year window when I thought, wrestling was at its peak for me man that's when you had like i don't know we don't need to talk about Shawn michaels joining the nwo now but you had stuff like the undertaker to wrestle hulk hogan at summerslam and it wasn't the biggest match on the card yeah insane so it just, yeah it was this weird kind of yeah a lot of the wcw guys hadn't had jumped ship yet but this roster though it's like there's really not a lot of fat on it i feel like everyone top to bottom i can recall a plot or a storyline they had going around this time yeah so yeah and it was kind of before i know the internet was a thing but it wasn't what it is now so you were still genuinely surprised when guys showed up like i remember vividly the day that the radicals showed up on monday night raw oh god because it was a surprise right like we kind of knew jericho was coming i think that was maybe either before or after that but seeing like those guys sit the front row like they're not supposed to be there. So the shock of all of that and knowing they're just going to be regular parts of the show moving forward. Yeah, it's so hard to talk.
0: That's the thing is like yeah when you when you look at the like to me the and it's so funny that I I say this because like I I don't care about I I'm not trying to be a jerk but like I don't care about the big show but like it's yeah. <laughs> weird that the big show is not like he's really the the one wrestler that that seems miss and like we'll get into it because in the career mode they obviously are missing the big show from like Mm -hmm. the WWF title angle and stuff like that. But when you go into that character select screen and it's like these grids of nine wrestlers, and it's just, it's just like that first page, obviously there's like The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H and mm-hmm. The Undertaker and Kane and Mankind and blah, 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 blah. Then you flip to like page two and it's like, oh yeah, here's Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit <laughs> yeah. and Dean Malenko. And, and then you flip to like the third page and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, here's the Hardys and Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys. Yeah. And here's the big boss man and the Hollies and, and X-Pac and DX is there. And it like, it just goes and goes and goes. And you're right. Like, there's just so little fat like i guess maybe maybe you could argue you know stuff like jr and fuck, yeah you know and like that shit but like that's they have to put that kind of stuff in Uh um, for shits and giggles but it's just it's insane to me the rock like oh my god and wait and we haven't even talked about the creator wrestler which was insane yeah. in this insane in this fucking game but the roster alone carries it for so long and because i have so many memories and i have so many not only do I have so many favorite wrestlers from this era, but this game did such a phenomenal job of like capturing their essences without changing the controls for each one. Like I'm a big, big old school Kane fan. Like he kind of, yeah, God knows what they fucking did with that poor man. But like early, <laughs> early Kane was fucking sick and he was one of my go-tos in this game, but he felt kind of big and kind of slow. But then I also mm-hmm. love playing as Scotty Too hottie and I, and I'm a big Jeff Hardy fan and I love Kurt angle and Chris Jericho and they all, they don't even feel like they, they feel faster even though they're not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: Oh, totally. You're playing. Totally. As, and what's that? I don't know if that's just a placebo effect cause they, they might not be, but you're right. You always felt like there's a bit of a, a drag when you had one of the, the heavier hitters, I guess.
0: Yeah. And like, like again, I'm a big cane fan and it was like, I knew, I knew when I could do the cane, like throat thrust and I knew when I could throw yeah. that big boot, but then he could also go to the top rope and do his diving clothesline where he'd roll through everybody. And you would do the taunt where he just fixes his glove and like cracks his neck a little bit and stuff like, Oh yeah. It, it all just felt so good. like, Oh, I mean, I mean, I know that this wasn't the first game to do it, but, like, The Rock, and he actually takes off the elbow pad and does the oh, rock, man, like, yeah. and does that, and Scotty Too Hot, he had the diving two-handed, like, bulldog to, like, lead into the worm, and every—Rikishi had the stink face, and badass Billy Gunn <laughs> would do the taunt where he would moon you, and they'd put the pixelated, like, blur out of his ass, <laughs> like, the detail they had for every wrestler in this game— it was just, I feel like to this, like I'm playing WWE 2 k 22 like I said, and it's great. But I'm like, it doesn't feel like it has as much attention to detail as this game did.
1: Like yeah, they all feel perfect. Yeah, this game clearly was, they put a lot of effort into all these games because they they understood, right? They, they knew their audience. Yeah. And they knew that they were probably going to buy it regardless. But you want to make this experience kind of last, you know? Like there's a bit of a tangent, but I feel like there's, there's almost just less stakes with stuff now because stuff comes and goes so fast. Yeah. Like, do you remember when you have to save up money to buy an album and that album would have to last you for like three to four months and that yeah. was all your friends talked about? Yeah. Now we all have streaming services and if an album stinks, you listen to it once and that's it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like these games, well, we're talking about No Mercy 22 years later. So clearly they did something right. And I just, not that they don't put effort into games anymore. It just feels like, this was just a perfect era for video games. It yeah, there's competitive. There's so many consoles going around, and just so much work went into even the smallest of details.
0: And I think part of it too is like, I mean, we've had this discussion on the show a few times. Like sports games, and now wrestling falls into this category. Unfortunately, they've all become annualized money grabs, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. like, and I and I and listen, I understand business. I get why. I'm sure these games are worth a fortune to WWE and all the wrestlers in it. Much like Madden. You know, everyone keeps saying Madden, like EA should just take a year off and just fix Madden, mm-hmm. but it's like, I can't imagine what that contract is worth. Like, they can't, I, yeah. I, business-wise, I get it. I, I wish they would too, but I get it. Whereas, like you said, back then, like, we got these four games in the span of the Nintendo 64, which was... I don't know, probably one every two years, 18 months to two mm-hmm. years. Like, it's not quite annualized, but they had to make each one special. It wasn't WWE yeah. 12, 13, 14, 15, yeah, where they just totally. spit-shined the old game. This one was one where they took what they mad with, with World Tour, which, you know what? I don't think WCWNW World Tour gets enough credit. No one talks about that yeah. game. Everyone brings up revenge. But, like, the reason we have those games is because of World Tour.
1: Um, The first one one through the door is always the bloodiest, right? They never get the credit they deserve. It's always the one that comes second or third. Yeah,
0: and it just feels like they polished and polished and polished. And this was finally the one, like, again, we're going to get into all the different match types and stuff in a second, but you know what blew my mind about this? This is, you can do the fucking 3D in this game. And it was just like, what? Like, how did you get this into this? Oh, my God. I the attention to detail is just second to none even like the entrances are awesome and the music was actually yep. surprisingly good not great but good um it, it's
1: when, when you consider it's not the most important part of the game like, but you're right like the small details like that go a long long way yeah. to making the experience of this game still hold up
0: i feel like they dude they took this cartridge and and they they stopped like i don't know a lot about anything much less technology i have no <laughs> idea how much room there is on a nintendo 64 cartridge mm-hmm. but i feel like they packed this thing to the gills like they were like we have
1: no space left in this game for you a- anything you absolutely got your money's worth for, i don't even i don't even recall how much new video games cost 22 years ago but no one could be accused of skipping over anything during the production of this game no although uh
0: i'd be remiss if i didn't point out because uh, i know if i don't say it people are going to yell at me for it uh it did have i don't know if you had it but like I, when i bought it day one i got one of the cartridges that kept wiping out your progress
1: Ooh. And that
0: was a glitch with some of the early cartridges and they had to be like sent back to get new ones
1: oh jeez.
0: Um, and i was one of those kids so And listen, I still love this game. It's still going to get an incredibly high score from me. But I just, I was like, if I don't bring this up, someone's going to be like, I hate that game because I bought it and I got fucked over and got a race. That happened to me too. So I understand. It's frustrating. Can I
1: just ask, like, what happened? I know the internet was a thing, but did you just take it back to, like, Zeller's and say, it keeps wiping all my. Like, what was the process of that?
0: I don't remember because my friend had one too and he ended up dealing with it for us. But, yeah. I want to say. Fuck, I don't, I want to say it was, you had to go online and you had to go to THQ. Um, Oh, jeez. Yeah, here it is right here. The company eventually instituted a recall program where those affected were able to exchange their copy for a fixed one. So, yeah, I remember it getting fixed pretty quickly, but it was, like, I didn't even care. Like, it pissed me off, but I liked the game so much. And we were mostly playing multiplayer, so Mm. it didn't, like, I didn't care about losing my career progress. Although, once I actually, and that's a great segue into the career, because once I actually got... A, a working copy it sat down and started playing with the single player mode um i still think that this game has one of the like as much as i love the previous three entries in the wrestling games from thq the the single player like career modes at best were okay yeah like i mean wcw nwo didn't really the world tour barely even had one revenge was just yeah. the, the classic ladder uh wrestlemania 2000 tried like it had the calendar and stuff but it was kind of lame this was the one where you could pick each title and you could go through all these different branches and all these different storylines and not only was that so but like your championships would then stay on whoever you'd finished it with and then you yeah. could defend them in the other oh my
1: god mark Uh oh. yeah no that that was great and you're right the story mode like adding even things like I know revenge had it, but having like actual people run interference during your matches, during the career mode, like they build, they did such a good job at building. And I'm sure there's probably only three or four scenarios that just rotate over and over and over. But it kind of felt like wrestling at the time. I think that's why we play. I don't know. I I play Madden because I like to think that I'm a GM and I like to make my things as close to real as possible. But small things like that, like in my story mode that I was just playing the other day, I had Triple H run interference in one of my matches and it's goofy how it kind of happens, right? He sticks for, sticks in the ring for 30 seconds and then just goes, hangs outside for, for the rest of the <laughs> yeah, match.
0: Yeah. They just stand there and watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's, but you're right. Like it was, it was more than just one and done like seeing Scotty too haughty show up with the intercontinental title in just a regular match with your buddies was so cool. It's something you wish you would see on Monday Night Raw, but this was the next best thing.
0: Yeah. And like the the only, like I haven't played this game in a long time. Like I haven't played it in gosh, probably 15 years. So a lot of this, like I, I can't sit here and pretend to recall all the storylines. Cause I, I can't, mm-hmm. but the one that always stands out to me is the the world title, like the WWE championship. Yeah. And like, this is where I was talking about the, the, to me, well, I guess, so the two people that are kind of missing from the roster that had debuted by this point were the big show and Taz. Mm -hmm. Um, and neither, I don't think Taz was in it. I think he was the other one that was missing, which, you know, again, if those are the two you're missing, it's not the end of the world, (laughs) but the, the WWF championship storyline, um, was based off the storyline leading up to the main event of WrestleMania 2000, where Mm -hmm. it was triple H was, you know, in charge and, they wanted to bring Mick Foley back and put him in the main, and it was a four way, and blah 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 blah. But the big show was part of that in real life, and they didn't have him. And I was a little yeah. surprised that they replaced him with Stevie Richards. Like I, I like, and I like Stevie Richards. But and I, and I, I actually think Right to Censor Stevie Richards was a phenomenal heel. I love yeah. that gimmick, but it just seemed like such an odd choice that that was the guy that they were like, let's make him the big bad fourth member of this main event. But I, I like the fact that like they would put you into the Royal Rumble. And if you lost the Royal Rumble early, you got one story. If you lost it late, you got a story. If you won it, you got a story. Like I, I know there were the odd match where you had to win or you had to, you know, Mm -hmm. try again, but I love that. Like not only were most matches you had a win or lose option, but he would even show you the branching, like the, the branching storylines. So that when you finished it, you could hop in with somebody else and play a whole different storyline and see it. Yeah. Um. I just I know that like by today's standards, it might feel very basic and boring, but like I thought it was mind blowing back then. Seeing them in the ring, cutting promos and everything, was like the sickest shit
1: in the world, man. Yeah. I. I we've gotten like greedy with how good we have a. There's a lot of things wrong with the world right now. There's also a lot of things that we just kind of take for granted. And you're right. Just having the multiple, like the choose-your-own-adventure style for a wrestling video game was so revolutionary and really set the tone. Like I haven't played any of the new. I think the last WWE game I probably played was 17. It, it's been a long, long time. Sure. But you really feel like they're picking. They're still doing things that was started 25 years ago. Totally. And like,
0: and and then I'll be honest with you all. Like I'm, I'm. This is my like belt. We're the, This isn't going to matter to 90% of our listeners, but as far as belt designs go, the Attitude Era World Championship, not the Winged Eagle, but the Attitude Era one is my second favorite belt ever after the old school white strap intercontinental championship belt which will always be my favorite
1: championship um, we, we have this we have the same rankings of belts man like i know you're right everyone loves the winged eagle i think it's just because everyone loves Bret Hart, and that's kind of what they associate so, that belt with
0: that son of a bitch no go ahead
1: i i'm, I'm with you on that one too don't, don't <laughs> worry but like i and this was also the era they're not on the games but when they were doing like do you remember The Rock had his own – did The Rock have his own belt? I know he yeah. had his own custom one for a while. Yeah, The Rock had that Brahma
0: Bull belt or whatever. Yeah,
1: know. but just this classic one, the classic circle that actually had the globe on it. Like, just a great snapshot of what wrestling was like right. in the year 2000. And
0: still the greatest tag team championship belt of all time with the bright red world written in the middle. Oh, yeah. And I think the European title is awesome. And the hardcore yep. title was stupid, but we all loved it back in the day. Um, oh, of course! And they course, even yeah. had the light heavyweight title in it. Like I, like yes. they, like they could have easily skipped the European title, the the light heavyweight title, and let's be honest, the women's title. I'm not trying to be sexist, but women's wrestling in this era was not not what it is today. It was it not was, not good back then.
1: I don't even know if you can even call it wrestling. To be honest, no, like it, wasn't the women's title handed out over like bra and panties matches? Yeah, like it clear it wasn't like. Becky Lynch and Charlotte main no. like main eventing. No, Rectomania. it was just, it was fucking. When I think of the
0: women's title from this era, I just think of Stephanie McMahon carrying it around all the time. Yeah, like that's fair. fucking that's fair. stupid but like, so they easily could have skipped those three belts and just gone with the world title, intercontinental title, tag team titles, and the hardcore title, which were by far Mm -hmm. the four biggest belts back then, but they got them all in and wrote out story. I I don't know if they wrote out storylines. They took storylines, but they had storylines for all of them and you could pick Mm -hmm. anyone you wanted to go and win these belts and stuff like that. And it was just, again, just the, if, if all it had was its single player or it's multiplayer, I would love it. Because there was
1: enough meat on the bone with either mode, and it had both. And just one last thing on the light heavyweight championship. I remember the first time seeing that on TV, and I was just blown away. Like, why don't they use this more? I think I saw Gilbert win it, and then it wasn't on TV Uh. for another year and a half. Heavily underused title belt that they should have used more.
0: I'm going to date myself, but I remember watching Taka Michinoku beat Brian Christopher (laughs) for that light heavyweight championship in the final of a tournament. I don't remember what pay-per-view was on. I want to see survivor series, but I remember watching that and I loved Takamichi Noku, And I was just like, wow, what is, I want to see more of this. That was always my favorite thing about WCW was the cruiserweight division. And yeah. I wanted WWF to adapt one so bad and they would try and then just give up and try and then just give up. But, I digress. It doesn't matter. Um, so I'm trying to think. Like, I think we basically covered everything from the single player. And then, oh, yeah, because once you play through the, the story or the different modes, you would earn uh, money you could spend at the SmackDown Mall. Yes. <laughs> Which is another great gimmick. And you could buy, like, you could buy other wrestlers or you could buy yep. costumes or weapons. Oh, my God, this game has sick weapons. Oh, oh man. Oh, my
1: God. The first time I walked over to the railing and pulled something, like, revenge was the first time i was introduced to that right like revenge they'd have i think the stop sign you could pull over yeah uh like the bats they had they had a chair yeah but again it was just so simple you didn't have to punch in some long 10 digit code you walked over and pressed one button sometimes you got something sometimes you just shrugged and had to go to the other side yeah. of yeah. the ring to get something yeah uh, that and then we'd also when you'd have a weapon and you'd crack someone open and you'd see the pixelated hand go up and look for blood. Oh. Like just that whole process was so much fun, and that like just got so much of the small things right. That like Warzone and like Warzone wasn't a great game, but Attitude was a really not a good game.
0: No, it wasn't. This
1: just picked up all those things and said, "No, let's just let's just keep it simple. This is I, all people want." You know what i when I think of the weapons in this game, I
0: would uh, you know how like some wrestlers have like a like I feel like the chairman of a company has been done half a dozen times where a wrestler is known for using a chair and like triple yeah. H is known for using a sledgehammer and staying with the bat and stuff like that. When we would play this game as, as kids, I was, I was the bell guy because I love oh, yeah. that it would make the bing every time you oh, hit someone yeah. with that bell. And I would just dig for weapons. And if it wasn't the bell, I'd be like, I don't want this. And just like dig and be <laughs> like, I don't want that Till I got that ring bell. And then it was just like, I, I, I was like, you'll pry this fucking bell from my cold dead hands. And I would run around that ring and just bing 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 and it was the greatest oh my god the weapons in this game were so good and you could fight into the back which i actually oh, hate man. in a lot of wrestling games because i feel like it just feels like a very tacked on stupid gimmick but like yeah this game's from the 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 24-7 hardcore title era where these matches were so much fun fighting into the back and fighting into like the bar and stuff like that was like the funnest thing in the world
1: yeah, oh. because we had we hadn't seen it up until this, and like they just, this did, we said it earlier, but this did such a good job of just replicating what was on TV at the time, mm-hmm. right? You want everyone thinks they're the best wrestling booker, right? They think they could book any company, top to bottom. This just gave you a chance to make tweaks to the stuff we were seeing from from week to week. The guy at THQ that just added the bell sound deserves a. Ring. I hope he's still running phu i hope he's still working there because oh god. there are just the little things like that yeah it would have been great without the noise but just the little additions like that there's so many from from start to finish in this game like oh. it's just chock full of so much fun stuff
0: yeah the, oh my god some of the hard like i i listen i love ecw as much as every other wrestling <laughs> fan from that era but like I can live without like the, like I like AEW now, but I can live without mm-hmm. the arena fights and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I feel like it's been done. But like this era hardcore matches were just normal. Fights would go to the back and stuff all the time. And some of our favorite matches cuz not only you'd fight up the ramp, you'd fight through the ramp like the entrance way and then you'd be in that hallway and then you could filter one through a door and you could go into like the dressing room or into, yeah. like the bar that was in the fucking arena for some reason and stuff like that <laughs> and then you could fight in those and you'd have these hardcore matches. I, one of my favorite memories ever was we had a triple threat. Oh my God, because we'll get into the different match styles because you could combine and mix around the rules and do all these crazy things. We did a triple threat, anything like any, falls count anywhere, Iron Man match. And it was, it was angle Benoit Jericho. And it was for an hour. And we went right (laughs) down to the wire, me and my two friends. And we fought into the back and we were all over the place. And we were like sprinting across that hallway in the back, trying to break up pins and submissions and stuff like that. And it was, it just never got old like and no it was just incredible that, like if i didn't if it wasn't for the graphic style which i think is i still think looks cool because they look blocky but they look kind of cool blocky like a cartoon kind of blocky. yeah um if it wasn't for that art style which is so obviously the nintendo 64 like i would swear that this was like a gamecube ps2 game with yeah. the way it ran and, and the amount you could do with it. Like, it's incredible that you were able to do all this on the Nintendo 64, even with that slowdown, which I'll tell you, I wanted to ask you this. I never found the slowdown bad, except for four four player ladder matches was the only time I ever found that it slowed down.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I, I, really, I just noticed it. I haven't noticed it so much in this. I played Goldeneye with, with a buddy a few weeks ago, and that's when I really noticed it. Yeah. But also the fact that there's not, I don't know. There's good and bad. There's no load times with it. So if it lags a little bit, when you're playing with buddies, at least you don't have to sit through a two minute load screen. Sure. So yeah, it's there, but it certainly doesn't, I don't avoid this game because of the lag. If I'm playing with buddies, you know, like it's there, but it certainly doesn't take away from, from anything. No,
0: not at all. And dude, like obviously the big addition match wise to this game was the ladder match, which is just (laughs) for it to be called no mercy. And to have the Hardys and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. And if you don't know, the Hardy boys (laughs) and Edge and Christian kind of put the ladder match back on the map back at No Mercy in 1999. Like one of the greatest. Oh, my God. I love that match. So like it was it was just the perfect fit. But like the ladder match, dude, it, it almost pisses me off that there are more modern wrestling games where the ladder match plays worse than it does in this. You can't get the ladder lined up or you can't climb it properly or fucking whatever. And it just worked so well in this game. It was easy to use as a weapon. It was easy to set up. You climbed it slow and then you got to the top and it gave your opponents an adequate chance to knock you down and you could Mm -hmm. jump off of it. Even when it was slowing down in four player, we got so into it because we were like, it's just adding drama to the match. You know, it almost, I know it wasn't intended, but it almost made it more suspenseful. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad, the ugly...
1: No, and you're right. It's the way that it's. it just seems so simple. Like, simple, I don't hope people don't think it's an insult, but this game is so simple yet, but that's what makes it so good, right? Totally. Small things like you mentioned. Lining up the ladder in some of the modern games is way more frustrating than it should be, it's, right? Like It's not just, even fun. It just pisses oh, me off. Oh, man. It's like trying to land a helicopter sometimes in Grand Theft Auto. You're like, I just want to play the game, man. I don't yeah. want to struggle with these angles and physics and trying to match this thing up. Just let me climb the stinking and ladder and and I'll do it. And yeah, this is like this is peak a lot of stuff for wrestling video games. But really the ladder match, that and always and the special guests ref were my two uh, favorite match types.
0: Special guest referee was like an invite to punch your friend in the nose. Because oh, that game that mode fucked <laughs> I guarantee you there are friendships out there that no longer exist. Because of yep. the special guest referee mode in this game. The, what a oh, great idea to include that in this.
1: Oh, my God. You could, you could fast count a buddy. You could slow count a buddy. Yeah, you could knock a buddy out. Like, if you had, if you, had you know, a group of three playing, everyone could still be involved. And, like, do they still have special guest re- referee matches? I feel like I still watch wrestling. I'm not as dialed in as I was hell even 4 or 5 years ago but is that still a match that comes up from time to time I don't I I mean yeah I think
0: on occasion but nothing like it used to like yeah when I think of special guest referees my my mind instantly goes to Vince McMahon trying to fuck Stone Cold Steve Austin over yeah and that's exactly what you could do in this game and it's so (laughs) much fun it is like oh my god if you've oh my i have such a smile on my face right now i have so (laughs) many memories like because we used to run like our own federation and we had all our Mm -hmm. belts and we kept track of who had what and stuff like that and when you got a chance to guest referee and like as they're making their entrances you're sitting there with your friends and you're like yo like i'm not gonna fuck either of you over I'm here. We're going to call it down the middle. And then, you know, like anyone that didn't fuck someone over as the guest referee has no sense of fun whatsoever. Oh yeah. Like what's the
1: point? You have to fuck somebody over. Oh my God. It just added an element of chaos to a match. Right? Like you could be dominating and then yeah, you get fast counted or slow counted and that set up a match with your buddy. When the other person ends up being the special guest referee, like a small, like I was just,
0: so well done. And you look at like modern games and like there's, I mean, this game, I mean, this game came out before the eliminate, the elimination chamber ever existed. Mm-hmm. So like you don't have the yeah. elimination chamber. You don't have hell in a cell. I mean, you don't have TLC matches. I guess you have like the announced table and ladders and chairs, yeah. but you, you don't have like in a, in a, a an official like TLC match. Um, money in the bank didn't exist back then. So like Mm -hmm. you're missing some of those big gimmicks that are, are so well known today, but it didn't even end. You only had four players. You got to remember that like wrestling games. Now it's like six to eight people on the screen. Like we had Mm -hmm. four. So, at best, you could have, like, a tag team match. Or you could have a triple threat with a guest referee, or you could have a fatal four-way. Um, and it didn't matter because, like you said, just, like, you could have a special guest referee. You could make it first blood. You could make it falls count anywhere. Iron Man, yep. submissions only. The amount of options you had to customize and mix and match to make up these these different matches was just... It's I don't know what it is about, like... It's, I hate saying that new games aren't as good as old ones because then I feel like I'm just Grandpa Simpson under the lemon tree and yeah. like you kids don't understand today. And I'm and like, listen, there are some great wrestling games coming out. Sure there are, but like, God, there's just something about the, the the simplicity of this game combined with the mix and match, combined with the roster, combined with the attention to detail. It was just perfect in every sense. It was, and and multiplayer, I don't care what anyone says. This is still my absolute favorite multiplayer experiences of all time is playing this game with my friends.
1: Barn. did you and buddies did you and buddies when you were going for the tag titles ever just spam knock the guy out and then your buddy just gets them counted out via time you throw the opponent out of the ring and then your buddy would just beat the snot out of him yeah. the, <laughs> ring. the yes. easiest way to win tag titles man. it would take you about 20 minutes yes but you would just spam and just even stuff like royal rumble if you get if you're one of the last people people thrown out yeah well you can pull your buddies out of the ring and screw them over right just so many ways like that. Yeah. No two no two matches play the same.
0: Now I will say, like I I mean, it's not perfect. Like, I love this game, but if I am gonna <laughs> if I am gonna sit here and be that guy and just nitpick a couple of little things, I will say the Royal Rumble mode in it bugs me just a little bit. Yep. It's just I don't like some of the more modern games have introduced these like these mini games where you go to eliminate someone and you need to, you know, mash buttons or put in codes or use a special to eliminate somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, may, and I don't know I don't know if any game has ever perfectly capsulated the Royal Rumble. Actually, like yeah. WWF Royal Rumble on like the Super Nintendo did a great job of the Royal yep. Rumble. Mm-hmm. But like there are times in this game where you get completely fucked. You get hit like one time by like a basic punch and you stumble backwards and do the big flip over the top rope and eliminate. And then other times you can't eliminate someone to save your goddamn life.
1: Um, Yeah. Like you'll, yeah, you'll get, you'll, you'll enter the ring. You'll get popped once. And then that's it. And then the other time the guy's spirit meter will be in in danger. And for whatever reason, you can't knock him over that ring. Yeah. You'll strong grapple. You'll whip him as hard as you can uh yeah i guess all games can't be perfect but you're right it's the one thing that it took them a long time to figure out with uh with wrestling games it's that's my favorite like wrestling event is, is the royal rumble yeah. and that's because it's just so special right like Absolutely. it's something about seeing all those people in the ring at the same time but you're right the the eliminations. i don't know what you could possibly do it's not perfect but it just it adds an element of like strategy towards it right it like does. sometimes you'll just drag a guy around for hours just to keep him upright and then he'll end up knocking you out with a low spirit bar. Like it's, you kind of get punished sometimes for being too cheeky.
0: It's just funny because like, I I've told this story before, but like, so my, my first ever job was bagging groceries at the Mm -hmm. IGA in cold lake. And I got my first paycheck and it was $90. And I went and I spent that $90 on a green Nintendo 64 controller. And that controller was like, was all mine. And I brought it mm-hmm. home and I was playing WWF no mercy. And I remember getting eliminated in the Royal rumble during the career mode by like a cheap thing. And I whipped that controller and it shattered. And within like <laughs> oh, a week man. of buying it, I ruined it. And it taught me a lesson. It taught me the value of a dollar, but I'll never mm-hmm. forgive this game's Royal rumble mode. Cause I'll remember <laughs> that. And it's like for all the things, for all the praise I heap on this game and there's a ton of it. The the Royal Rumble kind of irritates me, and normally I agree with you, dude. I think most wrestling fans, you have to love the Royal Rumble. Like even yeah. if, even if you're not into the product, the product at the time, the Royal Rumble is still the Royal Rumble. Um, one of the, and I can't remember if this game does it, but one of my things about the Royal Rumble mode in most wrestling games these days is if my friends and I are playing it, you're not done when you get eliminated. You can control whoever comes out next, mm-hmm. and I can't remember if you could do that in this one, but I think you could.
1: I don't. I think. I think you can in story mode. You can't, you're obviously stuck with a superstar you picked, but yeah. And that's, that's the other thing too, of the Russian roulette of like, okay, I know I'm going to be the next person. Uh, Please be someone that I want it to be. Yes. Please don't give me, uh, I can't even think of a bad superstar off the top, but don't give me D-Lo Brown. Like you gotta give me Triple H or something, right? All due respect to D-Lo Brown. No, I love D-Lo Brown, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It was always that gamble of like, Oh crap. But that was, to be, yeah. yeah,
0: that was always, that's always my favorite. Like if you, if you don't know what the Royal rumble is, I, I mean like in 10 seconds or less, Two guys start in the ring, and then every two minutes, another wrestler runs down to the ring, and when you get thrown over the top rope and you hit the floor, you're eliminated, and there's 30 of 30 wrestlers enter, and the last one in the ring wins. That's the very quick gist of it. And so I agree, like I love that. And that doesn't even that's not even just no mercy. That's just wrestling video games. When you're playing with your friends and you're doing a Royal Rumble and you get eliminated, and then that little clock shows up counting down to zero and you know you're next. Like when you're watching a real Royal Rumble, it's so exciting every time because you want to know who's next. But when you have to control who's coming out next, yep. it is so tense. And then the camera, the- oh my God. And then it would hit like zero. And then, yeah, like again, all due respect, but like fucking Crash Holly comes out, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it. But then like the Undertaker comes out and you're like, fuck yeah. Like let's go. Yep. Oh, yeah! By the way, this game has Biker Taker and Unpopular oh. Opinion. I actually like Biker Taker
1: it was an important, it was important at the time. I think it's, it's aged well in the fact that the undertaker still went on to have like a nice long run after that. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I know everyone hates it. Like it's, it is a trip to think about the fact that the undertaker had a theme by Limp Bizkit and rode motorcycles for like two years. Like that just seems so out of character. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's a chapter in like one of the most iconic books in professional wrestling history. Totally.
0: Plus it introduced the last ride and I fucking love me some last ride. Oh buddy. I mean, I love the them too,
1: but I love the last ride. Some of those guys he would have hanging up there for what felt like hours. Yeah. And just would viciously bash them through. Uh, I remember he came, Raw came to Edmonton during that era. Do you remember when he made the person drink his tobacco spit? Yes. Wasn't that Tommy Dreamer I, that he made drink it? It was. And I believe there was also a PW, correct me if someone listening knows, I think there was also a PWA connection as well oh, during that as well. Gross. But that was, yeah, it was just such a, the Undertaker since spoke how that was just an important part of his career to be able to do something, just have him talk more and do yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because that, that was also coming off like, the super satanic era of the undertaker, yeah. The ministry that of darkness like, and everything, yeah, yeah. Like, strapping was it? I think he strapped multiple people to the cross, yeah. He that like was crucified like people, and it was like, you can't yeah. do that.
0: You, but back then,
1: they could, yeah. No, I, I love yeah. that.
0: I remember I listened to a podcast with Kurt Angle once where he said the worst finisher he ever took in his career was the last ride. Yeah, I could see that, man. It was not. Yeah.
1: It's not soft. There's no soft landings in that whatsoever.
0: No, and he's like, the Undertaker is seven feet tall on his own, and then he lists you, like, yeah. another foot in the air. So you're, like, eight feet in the air, and then you don't know when he's going to be like, all right, I'm ready now. And then just a half a <laughs> yeah. second later, you took the hardest bump of your career. And it just, yeah. oh, my God. On that note, too, I just wanted to say, uh, shout, I, shout out to Kurt Angle. He's so good in this game. I fucking Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so I want to, okay, I feel like, Gosh, I mean, we've talked about the modes. We've talked about the controls. We've talked about the wrestlers. We've talked about the music. Um, I just wanted to ask you, is there uh, two or three wrestlers that you actually really liked playing as in this game? Like, did you have mains, I guess, as they say these
1: days? Yeah, and it's not like a cool, like a hipster answer, but like, I love The Rock. To this day, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. Like, being a kid when The Rock kind of comes of age, like, I remember rocky mayavia making his debut me too and then like the die rocky die chance yeah <laughs> like what? this poor guy he's just trying to perform so the rock will always have a special place in my heart um that one's up there i really liked chris jericho that's probably also because i would that he was always my revenge uh go-to i, I always loved that yeah the rock jericho um I guess, again, not like a hipster answer as well, but like Triple H was also very, very fun to play with as yeah. well. It always comes down to how good the finisher was. Yeah. I hated submission finishers, so yeah. I always tried to avoid those. Because if you're in, like you mentioned, a match type that wasn't a pinfall, a submission or finisher is kind of tricky. So yeah. I always tried to avoid characters that, that had those.
0: Yeah. yeah. I um, It's funny because like Chris Jericho is my, my favorite wrestler of all time, mm-hmm. uh, or top two or three anyways. And, uh, yeah, so he was one of my mains in this game for sure. I loved Scotty Too Hotty because I'm a sucker. Yeah. Uh, I love Jeff Hardy because I'm a big Jeff Hardy uh, mm-hmm. mark. But I would always play as – Kane was my go-to. Kane was my guy. Yeah. I, I love vintage Kane, man. And you know what? He was so over in this era. Like, it mm-hmm. drives me crazy that he had that world title for one day. I'm like, how did yeah. he never – oh, my God. And then, yeah, The Rock as well. Like, I'm a big Rock. I I'll be, I'll always prefer The Rock when he's a heel. So when he's a, yep. a baby face, cause he's just the most, just such a piece of shit. But uh, he was so good in this game. And like to hit, to, Oh my God, just to have matches between him and Austin. Like, I know it's one of the most famous rivalries of all time, but like yep. just to have matches between those two in this game and to be rock bottoming the rock and to be stunning stone cold and to be flipping off stone cold and every like, Oh yes. my God, man.
1: Yeah. Fuck. And you're right. Heal rock is, a lot of wrestlers have said the best gimmicks are your personalities just cranked up to 10 yeah so when the rock figured out like oh i just need to be like a brashier cockier version of me and it'll work and he just hit the ground running like one of my favorite videos to pull up on youtube is the rock concert
0: like oh, when he's in God. sacramento
1: and makes fun of the sacramento kings like that's still one of my favorite promos and that's that's when he was starting to go Hollywood. Right. That's I think around the time the Scorpion game came out, but they just leaned into that. And it absolutely worked perfectly.
0: He's so talented, man. I, I love
1: the rock so much. Like the night he's going to win. He's going to win an Oscar at some point. That's my hot take. I don't know when, but I do think he will win an Academy award for best actor at some point. I hope he
0: does. I know he's got his yeah. detractors. Like I know there are listeners to the show that don't like him, and it's like, okay, I guess that's your prerogative. But like so many wrestlers have tried to transition into actors to various levels of success. But like, yeah. I've said this before with the exception of maybe Donald Trump is the rock, not maybe the most recognizable person on the planet right now. Like, yeah. Doesn't everybody know <laughs> who
1: the rock is right now? Like, yeah and it's like he's often talked on his instagram and stuff how like you can tell he's grateful for everything yeah. you could also tell he's sick of being swarmed everywhere he goes oh god i can't even <laughs> imagine that would be that would be exhausting man to not be able to go to the grocery store and have just and you obviously you want to be nice to the people that help you get to that but sure yeah you're right he, he's one of those characters that like my mother-in-law would know who Dwayne johnson is exactly if she saw him yeah exactly somewhere right now and that's She could be standing next to Steve Austin and not know who he is. She could be standing next to John Cena, not know who he is. And you're right. Like not even just wrestling. Dwayne Johnson is like a global icon. He is so famous. He made a fast and furious movie without Vin Diesel. And it still made like a billion (laughs)
0: dollars. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really like, just as someone that grew up loving him, especially Mm -hmm. like I've said it many times, corporate champion rock is my favorite gimmick ever. Oh um, yes! What a detestable piece of shit! And I just, yep. I, okay, we're we're I could talk wrestling forever. I, I'm fucking, <laughs> I like, I'm trying to think like, I I think we've pretty well covered. Like I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and I'm like, this game still looks good. There's still a modding community out there playing with this game and tweaking it and updating the rosters and updating everything. And Mm -hmm. people still play this to this day. And we've done this discussion on the show before. And I, I think like a retro game that is good will always be good. And I've used examples like super Mario brothers. Three will always be playable. You know, Sonic two will always be playable, but Sports games, I think are different because sports games, we don't get a Mario every year and we don't get a Mm -hmm. Sonic every year or, or those, you know, as examples, but like we get sports games every year. And like, Mark, I'll tell you right now, like I'm never going to play Madden 18 again in my life, but I'll play Tecmo Bowl forever because it's so much fun and I'll I'll never play NHL 20 again, but you want to play NHL 94? I'm like, fuck yeah, that game is awesome. And a good retro sports title is is timeless. And yeah. for my money, and I, if you, by the way, if anyone listening to this is like pro wrestling is not a real sport, fuck you. Um, <laughs> if you don't think that this game is like, this game is in that, like I, 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 I will go as far as to say that WWF No Mercy is on the Mount Rushmore of retro sports games. Like it is that good. It is with NHL 94 and those, like it's right there. It is just ageless. And it's just, it's the best wrestling game from the best wrestling era on arguably the best multiplayer retro console ever. And it's just almost perfect. It's almost perfect. I
1: I, I hate how you mentioned there's still modders out there playing us now because as soon as we wrap up, I'm going to go find those and I'm going to create all the current superstars from WWE and AEW and put them on this game. Because you're right, we haven't even got into that. Like the create a mode, there's wrestlers that aren't in this game, but the creative mode, like I, I don't do that too much with the current games, but this was an era for that where we would spend, you know, you'd spend hours building up your roster just yeah. by creating those guys. Right. And yeah. that was almost as fun as the game itself at times.
0: Well, we used to, uh, cause this was during my cold lake championship wrestling, backyard wrestling days. Like that was all we did. And uh, so we had all of ourselves in all of our games. Cause we would use the transfer packs, so that you yep. could move each other to each other's games. And so like every one of us created our actual character and took the time to go through. And like when I created, like I created a wrestler in WWE 2 k 22 for the career mode, but I didn't set all my, like I set my finisher and stuff. And other than that, I was like, I just picked a generic move set, and I was like, that's yeah. good enough. But yeah, like when we were, you know, when I was younger and we would play these games, like I set everything like every yeah. minor detail and it was so much like we used to basically run the invasion angle but it was like cold lake championship wrestling <laughs> versus wwf and we were like us versus them type shit and it was so much fun and it's and you got to remember every like i know people take that for granted now but like NWO revenge did not have a creator mode you could tweak no. wrestlers but you couldn't create new wrestlers yeah and then WrestleMania 2000 had to create a creator wrestler that was like okay but like no Mercy's create wrestler was in my opinion it was the perfect balance between complex enough without being what they are today where like you can tweak how many nose hairs you have and shit
1: yeah and it's i, I talked about how the 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 music industry has, has kind of changed similar to video games but i sometimes feel like Ten options is almost better than 110 options Agreed. at times. You know, you, you made the best with, and maybe that's not the right way to, to word it, but just it was everything about this, just the right amount. Yeah. You know, you're not drowning with decisions. You couldn't, yeah. The nose hair example is the perfect. I was playing uh, uh, FIFA for the PS5 sure. and creating my coach. Like, I really don't care what color his eyebrows are. Right. And I just go play a game right now and just give me, 10 options to choose from, and I'll pick one of them. I'm not playing this game because I want great... You know yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this was just the right amount of, of, of options. Totally. If you give people too many options, they'll take forever sometimes.
0: Yeah, but now I will say, because I, <laughs> I said that... I can't remember what we were watching. I don't remember what... I can't remember what game it was. It might have been Starfield. But I said... I said I didn't care about the the, the super deep create a, a character. And I did get shit from some people who were like, I love that stuff. So, like, I just want to say, hey, like, the, the cool thing about the modern ones is, like, with WW2K22, it's insane what you can do with it if you want to take the time. And you can go online yeah. and download other people's creations. And I do <laughs> love that because basically every wrestler that's ever wrestled in any major company has been created on WW2K22 and you yes. can just download them and add them to your roster and have a dream roster and stuff. That's rad, but I don't do that. I like downloading stuff, but like, and you got to remember too, obviously this is the Nintendo 64. This is a long time ago. It was, I, yeah. I I agree with you. It was, it was deep enough that you could pretty well make anyone you wanted within reason, but simple enough that it didn't take 12 hours yeah. uh,
1: to do it. And I like that myself. So yeah, no, totally, totally. This was just the right, yeah, you said it best. It's, like, the right era, just the right amount of everything, really, in this game. And that's the fact that it still holds up, man. Like I said, or off, I still play this game, like, not as much as I did in the summer of, like, 2001 and 2002. Sure. But it's certainly still, like, it's like comfort food, man. It's like yeah. sliding into your favorite pair of sweats. Totally. And, like,
0: and I just feel like couch co-op is kind of a dead breed. Like, I don't remember the last yeah. time I sat in a room with somebody other than my girlfriend and played video games with them. Yeah. And, like, that's... that's like, I, I mean, like, listen, I love the single player in this game, but, like, that's what I want to do is play it with my friends. Of course, yeah. And, go, you know, yeah. come to blows. And fuck them over as guest referee, because that was the funnest start <laughs> to do. Um, Absolutely. Okay, we got to score this fucking thing. I mean, like, the obvious one is to score it out of 64, but that's kind of lame. Uh, You know what? Let's say it came out in 2000, so we'll go with that. That's a good score. So, Mark, I'll ask you, my friend, out of 2000... What would you score, WWF, No Mercy?
1: Well, I don't think this game is perfect, but that doesn't mean it's not great. So I'm going to go with the year I was born and say this game is 1989 out of 2000. Beautiful. That's a
0: pretty good fucking score. That's like a 9.9. It's
1: a very good score, yes. Favorable. Two thumbs up if I was Siskel and Ebert.
0: Yeah. I Dude, yeah. like I mean, I know it makes for bad radio, but like you've all listened to me just basically suck this game's dick for an hour i can't shit on it now so yeah like it's a 1990 out of 2000 it's almost perfect it's yeah the only complaint i have with it is that royal rumble mode pisses me off sometimes um yeah
1: and also if you really want to get inside wrestling the Royal Rumble is 30 individuals, not 34. Let's oh, just get that out of the way. Yes, <laughs> I
0: forgot about that son of a You know what? 1980. Forget it. You just cost yourself 10 points on my 2000 point useless scale. That drives me goddamn bananas. You're yes. right. That's not a hard yes. tweak to make anyways. Yes. Bullshit. Um all right, well dude, listen, thanks for doing this and uh I know that you're you're a bit of a you're a bit of a podcaster yourself yeah. to to play yeah. off a Spider-Man meme. So uh, I'll shut up for a second. What are you up to these days?
1: So my friend Corey and I, we used to work together um, many years ago at a radio station. And our conversations, kind of in the back room would always just be about movies, comics, and television. And we haven't worked together for a long time. About a year ago, kind of in the middle of COVID, we'd always kind of kicked around the ideas of starting a podcast. So we, we finally did. There We felt there was enough stuff week to week to chat about. And it kind of really expanded from there it started in january of 2021 with our first episode of mctv and ever since then we just keep uh, trucking along there's clearly enough stuff on disney week-to-week stuff we cover uh we love the marvel stuff we love the star wars stuff we love the dc we love the week-to-week cw shows so we have two episodes a week on mctv one is a news dump where we basically chat about all the pop culture news that has happened and then in the middle of the week, we do a recap episode. So sometimes it's about a show that's going week to week. Sometimes it's a movie that we love, and it's celebrating an anniversary. Or sometimes it's a movie uh, we haven't ever seen. Like we just launched something that once a month now we're going to be watching a Fast and Furious movie. We never watched those, and we wanted an excuse to watch those. So we're doing things like that. And yeah, we have we're growing and growing and growing. And basically, it's just it's like this, man. It's just two guys talking about the stuff. They want to talk about and we just have so much fun doing it uh disney plus we're not paid by disney plus but we basically just blow disney for <laughs> two hours a week and we have a lot of fun doing it we're able we've been able to have some like watch parties and meetups as well so we just keep on growing if you're if you like remember the game please hop on over to mctv because i'm sure there's some i'm sure there's some sort of crossover At some point, if you like movies, comics, or television.
0: Absolutely. Dude, I take shit from people all the time because I don't know enough about movies and television. So for all of you that keep yelling at me because I don't know anything about movies and television, there you go. I got you covered. Yeah. Get over there. So you can find their information in the description of this podcast. Remember the game seal of approval because I don't actually know Corey, but I do know Mark, and Mark's a fucking gem. So I I highly, highly recommend you guys check out their podcast. And uh, listen, Mark, it has been... I seriously think you and I had a discussion about you coming on the show before COVID. And then it has just kind of been bumped and bumped. And bu- I'm so glad this finally happened. We will not wait 205 episodes
1: to fucking do this again. I promise that. Um, this, Adam, this was so much fun. And for everyone listening to like Adam was super helpful for Corey and I launching MCTV as well. So thank you. This has been an honor. And yes, I hope we don't have to wait this long in. This, this was so much fun. We'll have to get Corey on as well. Cause he's, I think he's closer to your age. He's a little bit older than me. So he probably has a lot of, like he's got some good video game stories as well. When I told him we were doing No uh, No Mercy, he had the same kind of like, oh, you could see him flashback to being (laughs) 18 years old playing in his buddy's basement. So yes, thank you, Adam, for having me on. Thanks for plugging MCTV. Yes, we absolutely, we have to do this again very soon.
0: My pleasure, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Fuck yeah. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark, dude, I'm so glad we were finally able to hook up and do a podcast together. Thank you so much for giving me a call and talking WWF No Mercy and to every single one of you Marks right now, whether this was your first podcast or your 205th episode of Remember the Game. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, As Mark mentioned, he hosts or co-hosts the MCTV podcast, a great show about movies, comic books, TV, nerd culture, just in general. Uh, You can find them wherever you get your podcast. You'll find all of their information in the description of this show. Tell them I sent you. I don't think it'll get you anything, but it would make me feel good. Uh, Mark, thanks again for doing this. We will hook up again soon. And uh, listen, if you enjoyed this podcast and you were like, hey, that guy's voice isn't completely unlistenable, uh, maybe leave us a nice review on your podcast service of choice. I have no idea what they accomplish, but I know the good podcasts ask for them and we're one of the good podcasts now. So we're going to ask for them too. I'd appreciate nice reviews. And if you're like, man, I, I need more of this, maybe consider supporting us on Patreon. Our membership started just $2 for the entire month and you get two additional podcasts every week. Uh, including Expansion Pass, which is just random video game talk, and Game Patch, which is modern game news. Although I will throw out a disclaimer. Very, very rare that I miss a Patreon episode. There's no Game Patch next week because I'll be away on holidays. But that's very, very rare. So just, yeah, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. 5% of your pledge will be donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital as well, so it's just wins all around. Uh, I have a P.O. box. You can find our address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. If you're interested, don't shoot me anything big. I feel bad when I get giant gifts. Just send me a postcard or a letter or something. Let me know where you're listening. And uh, I'm really behind on it, but I will send you one back and we'll be friends. That'd be really neat. And uh, again, don't forget I'm on Twitch. Whenever I can be, twitch.tv slash game. I don't beg for subs or anything. I just like to play video games and argue with the nerds that come by and hang out. So come by and hang out and I'll argue with you. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's episode. Quick note, next week there will not be a Remember the Game as I will be away from the house. So I'm going to be releasing an older episode of Expansion Pass. It's kind of like a free, your first bump is free. I'll kind of give you a free sample. That'll be going live next week. And then on uh, the, what's two weeks from today? The 20th, Wednesday, July. Is that it? The 20th? yeah Wednesday July 20th will be Remember the Game number 206 a very special episode because for the first time in over 200 episodes I will not be hosting it I will be stepping away from the microphone my good friends Mark and Bradley McHugh have the keys to the kingdom and they will be reviewing The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask so that you'll all stop fucking asking me to do it because I'm never playing that game again so a couple of uh, crazy episodes coming up and then we'll get back to normal on the 27th alright thanks a lot for listening everybody you're the best I'm going to shout out some patrons and get the fuck out of here take it easy and I'll talk to you on the next one Cheers. Goodbye. Remember, the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are the senior executive vice president level or higher over on the old Patreon box. And I'd like to take a moment to thank them all personally by fucking up a bunch of their names. So a huge, huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow, Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Keeganish, Stupid Arrow Handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Doran, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, The Good Enough Gamer on YouTube, Frazier Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No Wad Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Aaron Lawson, Matt McClain, Nathan Tromblay Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Raging Demon, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Coplin, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlanc, Squints, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Russell Aldridge, Jet Bergeron, on Captain N, Game Nomad, Messi, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Super Dad Bros Podcast, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dicken, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Triple. Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Ray Juan Wantongo, DBXJ, Steve Dalk, Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nikola, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstretch, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Boston Porksword, DB Cooper, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Tyler Nightmare, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Tyler- Terry Douglas, Ben Benjamin Swiller, Pet My Peeve Podcast, Tristan Teen the Great, Hego Waffle, Katch, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Nicole Novak, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Salty by Design, Jason Workman, Dem Boys on the Roof, Max Lagroom, Jace, James Juan Francesco, The Jamadian Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black. Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Tug Jones, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Justified01, Lucas Charleston, Joey Mercury, You Lick My Butt, I.R. Jackal, Robert Washburn, Therand, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Big Poppy Logan, John M. Watkins, Tally311, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Barjudinas, I fucked that one up. Hitchy Poo. Day- oh, a Daniel Matthews. That's all. My spreadsheet froze for half a second, and then when it re- unfroze, I was at the top. Wow. Uh, thank you all so much for the support. If I fucked up your names, wear it as a badge of honor. Take it easy. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Purple Monkey Dishwasher, baby. Oh.